jump in i don't know introduce yourself to the people because i think i was talking while you were talking that's okay i didn't know you were here <laughs> this is peter i <laughs> like the sound of your voice <laughs> okay that was awesome what's going on man no not much no just uh here to what's record new? uh not a whole lot <laughs> <laughs> just here we go Record. Put me through a quarter. <laughs> right. quarter. Oh, I have a recorder. I have a song I'm gonna play for you. Mm. It's called Three Blind Mice. <laughs> no, anything new? Uh, not a whole lot. Uh, just to continue from a previous episode, I thought I would mention that I watched Blood Fist Two. Oh, and do tell. It's very interesting. We should probably talk about it on another episode. Maybe do one about it. Right. Honestly, it's a whole different freaking movie. So if you watch Blood Fist. Or listen to us talking about Bloodfist before and watch Bloodfist. Uh, I hope you did. Um, two is totally different. It's like him as the same character, but man, he's like all arrogant and he's like all into women. He's like got prostitutes and like it's weird. Anyway, it's cool. very weird. It's interesting. And well, now I keep wanting to watch. I want to watch the whole. Series. You said you want to watch all 15 of them or however many of them yeah, there are. There's like eight or nine. Yeah. <laughs> so that's cool. Yeah. Uh, no, anyway, just to mention that. No, nothing real new with me. Just uh, chilling out. Cool. Uh, trying to still getting over this cold that I got that I ranted about last week. I'm not going to talk about it, but that's it. I did want to give you the question of the week, though. Uh-oh. But before we get to that. What is going on with your TV? Like, oh, just what's happening? We're recording, and I don't know if you guys can hear that, but there's like weird noises. You just gotta ignore it. It's, I mean, you can go like turn it off or unplug it. It just keeps going. I, it's, I don't. What know. do you mean it keeps going when you it's, unplug it? It's just a whole thing. Just, yeah, I don't know. So, all right, I'll just have to edit this out. Yeah, I, it's fine. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> Welcome back to the Late Show with Cecil Bertram. I'm Cecil. Tonight we got for you top six things. Cue the top six music. Tonight's top six things. Top six things a Bond villain would say to James Bond when he broke into his hideout. Number six. Yes, that's right, 007. It is I, 
your evil albino clone, brainwashed by Blowfield. Codename Silvermane, because of my silvery flowing mane of manlocks. Stop, stop staring at my eye patch. Oh, 007 is James Bond. I thought I was a brainwashed clone of you. I feel positively idiotic. What, what were you here again for? Something? Oh, you have come to foil my plans. How original. Do you know I have no friends left, Inspector, because of you? I, I give up. I give up. You win. You win. Lord Lord. First, you impregnate my sister and leave her to fend for herself. Then you impregnate my defenses to halt world domination plans. Touché, Devlose. Touché. Number two. Blinding light, man. You are crawling with STDs. Does MI6 not have healthcare coverage? Don't, don't touch anything. And the number one thing a Bond villain would say to James Bond upon breaking into his hideout. Dear God, man, this is a control room. Put on some pants. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Uh, next up, we got Brownie Waters coming up at you with the interview from his latest movie. <laughs> oh, yeah, Cecil Burton coming back at you. Okay, that was weird. I don't know, dude. I don't know what that was, <laughs> but uh, sort of entertaining, Sorry, I guess. Sorry, I I need to get a new TV. I, I guess, guess so. at this point I, it's a little old. Well, I don't know if it's a TV. You may be sitting on a dimensional wormhole. It could be. You know, it is it is a plasma TV, and I don't think they've ah, made those for it. years. Yeah. So yeah, dude. That's why know. I do uh, LCD. Yeah. yeah. Or have, LED, whatever. I, have to I don't know things. Might have to move up to the LED. <laughs> anyway, people aren't. <laughs> anyway, getting to the question for the week, yes. the icebreakers. Not that we absolutely need it, because we are juiced tonight. Peter, if you could learn one skill that you would love to learn, what would it be that you don't know? Something you don't know, that the one really cool skill, or just a skill, doesn't matter. Man. No wrong answer, sir. Skill I don't know. Yeah. I feel like it would be something making something. It's like, what would I want to make? Like what? I don't know. Like something... I don't know, man. That's a good one. Out of wood? Or like metal? Sure. <laughs> I want to make a house. Make a house. That'd be pretty sweet. So just like buy a, some land and make a house. Just be like a contractor. I know I couldn't do that right now, so it's something I have to learn. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Build a house. Be a, be a, not a homemaker, but a home builder. That or like, just, you know, how to like, like, how would I like get rid of this person without getting in trouble? No. Oh, oh okay. Hold on. Wow. Right. Whoa, that went a whole other direction. That'd be pretty useful. All right. Whoa. 
This is pretty useful. If I, you know what I want to be? I'd probably want to be a pilot. Ah, there you go. I want to be a so, pilot. So the guy I sit next to at work, if he's listening, uh, he uh, does flight simulators. He's got this whole setup with like a chair and a 50-inch screen or something in front of him. It's pretty cool. I've seen it. He's shown me videos. Nice. But he like... He's got his YouTube channel, and I don't know oh. it, so I can't call it out. But he's got like four-hour oh. videos on there of like him doing full flights from no like cities to cities. He's confident That's he can awesome. hop into specific airplanes and fly them. I bet you he can. Those are pretty accurate. So my only point is... So does he have a, any actual hours? Not real hours in real life. Oh, man. Outside of video games. Dude, game you hours. should get on that, whoever you are that sits next to Peter at work. Peter so. at six nights to work, guy. Get some real log. I'll tell you why. So, Brian, you got to take this Brian, out, so. get on that, buddy. Oh, my God. Dude. Because I need, you know what? I need to go to New Jersey next week. So, if you can get on that, get your license. <laughs> no. Uh, the guy I work with, his name's John. He is a pilot. Oh. Yeah. And he's also a certified pyrotechnician. So, he does fireworks wow, for cities a, and villages and towns. That's an interesting. Isn't that cool? Yeah. So, like, 4th of July. They call him up, and he does it for certain cities. It's pretty cool. Hmm. John's a good guy. Can't say I've ever And he's heard a pilot. Isn't that awesome? That's pretty cool, ladies. Yeah, he's a good guy. We might John. actually have him on the show. <laughs> and if, uh, Brian, if you get your license, we'll have you on the show. But not before. Yeah. Not before. No. Oh, no. No, I'd love it. <laughs> and actually, the guy I'm going to go see, I'm going to go um, watch a football game. Yes, I'm one of those guys. That I'm going to see, he's actually from... Flying in from New Jersey, he is a pilot. He flies for an airlines. Oh, that's cool. So he's been doing that for like uh, thirty years. So it's nice. pretty cool to hear about him. But he's uh, he's flown all kinds of aircrafts. So well, that's pretty anyway, cool. So that's that's good. Well, there, so you could learn that skill. There you go. I'll get you in touch with Brian. <laughs> get me on a flight simulator, man. I need to get on there. So I would love to do that. So getting started before we do our thing, uh, Spew, help us out. Warning! Warning! Spoiler! Alert. I am Spoiler Protection Edict Widget. Or Spew for short. You have been warned about the delicious spoilers coming your way. So bask in spoiler country you have cluelessly wandered into, baby. Thank you, Spew. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> You're the best robot pal ever. So today, guys, we're going to talk about OSS 117. Cairo, comma, nest of spies. Mm. Okay, so if you're unfamiliar with this movie, <clears throat> don't be uh, afraid. Don't be afraid of anything, guys. Fear is the mind killer. <laughs> <laughs> I am so juiced right now. Um, no, it's hey, that's a topical. French. Dune, it's a French. It's going to be a series. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Dune is. Hey, you got my Dune reference. Oh, yeah. I didn't know if you'd get it. It's on the Blu-ray. Right. It's right there. David Lynch fan. On, shut man. up. All right. Have you seen the miniseries? I have not. The Indiana likes. Sorry, my wife likes a miniseries. Uh oh, you named her by name. People oh, know now. Look her up. Shoot. I can edit it now. <laughs> um, so, this is from 2006. Yep. It actually is a spy series from the 50s. I didn't do a whole lot of research on it, but it predates the James Bond. Yeah, because you sent this. You're like, hey, we need to do this one as a thing. I'm like, all right, so I'm gonna watch it and I'm as like. Is this the old series? No, I'm like, are you talking about the 2000 series? Yes. And you're like, yeah. yeah. And I'm like, oh. There's two films, one from 2006. They did a sequel in 2009. But since this is episode 007 or 007, I thought we should do a spy theme one. And I thought about doing a James Bond movie, but that is well tread ground. Yep. 
Um, there's actually a podcast I listen to called James Bonding. So if you want to hear about James Bond stuff, which we may talk about one at some time, because there are some crazy ones out there. And we couldn't wait till we got till episode 117, because <laughs> we might not get there. We might that not depends get on you there. folks. Yeah, I know. What's anyway. wrong with you guys? Right. I mean, we love you guys. Moving on. Anyway. <laughs> so I thought we should do a spy theme one. Sure. And this one is based on a, a series of movies. They're French films from the 1950s. They very serious they predate the bond films not as extravagant or over the top as bond film bond is more of a super spy whereas this character is more of a euro regular kind spy. of regular spy more of a not jason Bourne, but think jason Bourne 1950s sure. so so maybe not as cool um as well you, you know what i mean you know not what I mean. as cool well it's also a comedy so he's not as not cool. as cool <laughs> well i'm talking about the original films I not get this you. film gotcha. this film from the 2006 is a uh, parody. Yeah, eh, it's it's a spoof of those films with the direct so, name. Yeah, with the direct name. So it's kind of funny that they did that. That they use the exact name and then basically parody themselves. Yeah, it's almost like if they just made a James Bond like spoof. Yeah, and called him James Bond. It's it's very weird, but that kind of has happened actually. There's a movie called Casino Royale from the '60s that was made while the other movies were being made, and I think it was made either slightly before or after the first one but it is a parody it has Woody Allen in it and ah, like five different people play James Bond right. including a woman anyway <laughs> I did not know that yeah it's a, it's a weird movie it's a weird movie I don't know what I like it when I saw it I didn't like it that much but I was probably 15 years old gotcha. so <clears throat> it's been a while since I've seen it anyway getting back to this this 2006 film basically pays homage and it's not like naked gun silly although at times it can be pretty but close, it's, but it's mostly think of Austin Powers if it wasn't so silly. Yeah, it's well, it's tamed down. Because it's very dry. It's not an American movie. It's so not. A, you haven't mentioned that yet. No, it's not. It's well, I did. I said it was French. Did you? Oh, okay. I did say it was anyway, French. Okay, so yeah. if I haven't mentioned it, they're French. The original films are French, and this film, the 2006 film that we're it's, worth watching, it's French, and so it's not as over. French. What I thought was appropriate was it wasn't as over the top as an American spoof would be. Yeah, um, it's. Uh, it's definitely like toned down. It's more like, uh, if, if for most people, it's more like the British sense of humor, in a way. It's, very it's dry. a little more subtle, dry. It's uh, I I like it. I like I, it personally, but I like British and French humor. I've seen many British and French. Me films. too. I like. I have them. a dry sense of humor. So, but I'm just saying for the average person who doesn't know, yeah. uh, American cinema comedies are more over the top in general. They're more in your face. These are a little more subtle and dry, and there's a lot of background humor that goes on. Yeah. And this is no exception. Yeah, so if you're into that a little more, and I think you know yourself well enough to, to know if you like that, and I appreciate you saying that, that yes, this is a little bit dry. It's a little bit more subtle, uh, which is what I like about it. It's not really in your face. It's not like that Leslie Nielsen movie called Spy Hard, which I love. I actually love that movie, too. Yeah, well, I mean, it's not to say those are bad. I'm not... But believe me, I'm this not is disparaging. Not, this is not... Exactly. <laughs> yeah. This is not that it's movie. It's just different. <laughs> so we'll just get into it. Um, this movie stars a guy. His name is Uber Bonasor de la Bath, but we'll just call him... His name is, is Agent OSS117. I'm just going to refer to him as 117, uh, even though we're... In Peter's mind, he's 117, but... It's I, fine. I, it's 117 because it's 007. It's, you know, so we get it. But he's never really called Uber in this. He's, he goes by a, the pseudonym the whole movie, pretty much. 
which I can't remember what his pseudonym was, but we're just going to call him 117. But it's There's it's, a couple of points where people call him his full name. They call him his full name. And then he's like, wait, what? There's something yeah. <laughs> So I'm not going to spoil this. We're just going to get into it, and then I'm going to kind of break down what's I, going on. I do want to say real quick, if yeah, you're not going to say it, this director is the same director that did The Artist. Which a lot of people are Which makes sense with. because it's the same guy. The guy who's uh, the lead actor, I believe, is the same is guy from The Artist. Oh, see, I didn't even... I didn't catch that. Even I though I thought it was a note, I didn't I even believe catch it. Is. So if you've seen The Artist, the movie that won the Academy Award, which is a great film. I like that film. Yeah, that's why, That's the only reason I want to mention it because a lot of people, I feel like, would probably know that. So yeah. it is the same director. Yeah, that's an interesting note. I didn't, I didn't know that. Thank you, Peter. Um, so the movie starts out during 1945 in Berlin, during World War II, obviously. Nazis. So we see a Nazi, a dirty Nazi colonel, um, watch up. He, his car pulls up into an airfield. Uh, a spy, uh, punches the colonel's assistant and takes the colonel's briefcase. Colonel and the spy board the plane and the plane takes off. So that we get a view of the plane outside. So this is all done in black and white. It's, yeah, very 50s, 60s action very style. 50s, and the music is awesome, I thought, through yeah, here. Yeah, the music it's is very, great. like, almost Hitchcock-like. This movie is of. very well it's done. Great. It's very well shot. Everybody looks great. Yeah. The uniforms look great. The costumes look great. The hairstyles look great. Everything fits the time period it's supposed to be in. It's funny to note, because this sets the tone, that the plane clearly is a model. And, yeah. it, and it looks like a model, and it's in it's sort of not in a storm, but it's very cloudy. It's very well done. I think it's very well shot, yeah. but it's clearly a model, letting yeah. you know that this movie does not take itself seriously. <laughs> it's a parody. It's supposed everything is supposed to be funny and silly, but it's supposed to be dry. But it's done in in the way that an old like 1940s or 1930s movie would shoot a plane from the outside. Yeah, and they do it very appropriately. They didn't yeah. have cameras no, back then. They didn't even have technology. So what did they do? They shot a model of a plane yeah. to show that, oh, we're outside of a plane. And then sure. they show the people inside. So it's very done in the vein of, of how 1940s movies would be shot. Yeah, I, I like it. it I like it. It works, yeah. but it also lets you know, oh, this is a because it's clearly it's clearly a model. It's not trying to mask it at all, but it doesn't have to. So inside the plane, the colonel discovers that the spy is not his assistant because the the spy has a the cap pulled over his eyes and he's pretending to sleep. So the colonel shoots the spy, takes a briefcase. The gun is knocked out of the colonel's hands, and he goes sliding into the cockpit. A mysterious man who's like shouted. Shrouded in shadow, picks up the gun. It's the pilot. Yeah, it's the pilot. The mysterious man informs the colonel that he has the wrong briefcase. So the spy, who the colonel took the briefcase from, has a separate briefcase. He switched him out. Right. So it was a ruse. It's like filled with like newspaper or whatever. So the mysterious man steps into our light and reveals our hero, one one seven. So, but he's this is before he's one one seven. He's just in the war fighting Nazis. So <clears throat> there's a fight that ensues and the colonel gets kicked out of the plane and the credits roll. So real quick, I got to say right off the bat, I love the, our hero as we meet him because I love his corny voice, the little like almost like John Waters like mustache. Yeah. Like, I just, I, it was great. It's he's, great. He's got he's a got presence. A, he's it's got a good. little tiny mustache. It he's works. very fresh. He's a handsome guy. Yeah. But he's a little goofy looking too. Like yeah, he, can, it, he, he makes, he, he contorts his face into goofy little expressions. Yeah. He's because got the when physical he's comedy thing. Yeah. Now. Because he's. <laughs> Physically, he's he's great with the comedy stuff, and but he, when he doesn't smile and he's serious, he look he looks like he could be James Bond. Yeah, like he has that look. Sure. But then he does goofy faces, and it's like he's basically without looking at the camera, letting the audience know that 
this is just supposed to be funny and silly and goofy. So. Yeah, you know, it's it's very good. I just want to say real quick, like right off the bat, you're like, oh, that's our hero, but I like him. Like it's yeah, it's corny, it's great. Yeah, it's perfect. He yeah. looks like the hero. He's he's a built guy. He's in good shape. He looks good. It's good. So the credits roll, and they're in typical 1960s style. So because the movie, even though the movie's set in 1955, it's the movie itself with the clothes and the hairstyle and and everything they're going for. It's it's very 60s. It's not sure. very 50s. So that's kind of weird. But it's it's much better done than what, like, Unmasking the Idol did oh, in yeah. a previous episode. Well, with the credits, like I said, if you don't know 60s style of movies, think Catch Me If You Can. Sure. If yeah, you've ever seen that movie, yeah. the credits are very much done in the style of an of old 1960s movie yeah, because that's when that movie takes similar. place. Yeah. So think if you're like, what does that mean that the credits are in 60s style? Think Catch Me If You Can is, is the best way I can put it. But it's very well done. It's it's very simple. It's very fun. It's got great music to it. But basically, it just gets it started. The movie starts out. He's in Rome, one one seven, and he's making out with a woman on a bed. <laughs> and we just you know it slowly pans up and everything. And it's a woman who's reaching for a dagger. And we find out that that woman is a princess. Princess of where? Who knows? It doesn't really matter. The princess is trying to kill him, but one one seven stops her from stabbing him and ties her up. And we're getting a sense from the conversation between 117 and the princess that 117 is not as sophisticated as he appears. <laughs> like, he's not James Bond. Like, he's not yeah. smooth, suave. Not just, learned. <laughs> no, not at all. He's 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 not dumb, per se, but he is not sophisticated. He's street smart. <laughs> he's more street smart than anything. And he's, he's, he's very, uh, I would say, almost childlike in certain situations. Yeah. Like, he's, he's very naive when it comes to certain things. Well, and I like she calls him a reptile. <laughs> right out of the gate. Yeah. Reptile. That's, like, literally the first word she says to him. <laughs> yeah, so... Um, the, during the, while he's got her tied up because he did, she did try to stab him with his dagger. She, the, he's like talking to her and there's some stuff going back and forth and it, it's all very funny. It's not like laugh, ha ha funny, but it's very dry. As we, as we're talking about, it's very dry wit. 117 meets up with his contact at a cafe and there, it's interesting to note when he's at the cafe um, there's a stuffed bird that's next to the table. <laughs> I have a note about that too. Yeah. yeah. There's a stuffed bird that's next to the table. And just to, this is what I was talking about, how he's naive. He like, is like very slowly and very cautiously tries to touch the <laughs> bird to because touch he's it. not sure if it's, it's real or not. I'm waiting for it to like jump to life just like he is. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. oh, is this going to be real? Yeah. Well, the, the funny thing is, is that the movie, because of its tone, you're like, it could be a real word. Like it yeah, could be one know. of those things where the bird is really still yeah. and then he thinks it's like stuffed, but it's actually real. So you don't, as the audience, you don't know. And as you can tell on his face, like he's got on his face, he's like, is, is this bird real? Like, <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't say it, but you it's can like see it. It's like a childlike wonderment. It is. So that's that's the kind of person that we're, we love. He's just like basically like a little kid playing spy. But he's not dumb like a kid, but he's just like, he's very, very naive. He's very simple. Naive. He's very simple. He's a simple yeah. man. Uh, I really love that moment. No, I that talk about that. Yeah. I'm skipping over a lot of little stuff. Yes, you um, are. <laughs> I, I have to say this. If, you, if you're interested in this movie at all, it is French. It is subtitled. The subtitles are not that bad. 
So it doesn't. It's it's a comedy. It's a good translation though. Too. It's a very. It's not like a literal or anything. Where no. it's stupid. Like you should actually watch it. Yeah, it's very. It's it's actually very funny. My wife was like, "What are you watching?" And I was like, "Oh, I was like, it's this French movie." And they're like, "She's like, this is kind of goofy." I was like, "It's a comedy." And she goes, "Oh, it is." She's like, "I thought this was an old movie because it's shot very it, well." It is shot just like an old movie. It's shot like an old nineteen sixties movie. And so, sorry, up on the screen, as always, we have the movie running in the background as we're talking, and he just tried to touch the bird. <laughs> <laughs> he tried to touch the bird because pulls away real quick. About, it's really, really funny. This Peter nailed it. This guy has really great um, timing, uh, com- uh, comedy Comedic wise, timing, yeah. and timing. and he's just really good uh, physically with expressing himself without you know using words. And, um, and you feel for him. Like, his, his reactions do. seem genuine. <laughs> you do. So if you think about you watching this movie, I highly recommend this movie. I'm just going to say that. Right off So you should bat. definitely watch it. So I'm skipping yeah. over a lot of little stuff. That's, there's a lot of little funny moments, but I'm going to skip over I'm just going to give you the, the big beats. No, I think that's on. appropriate for this one because I, I really feel like if you explained every little joke in this movie, we would be here longer than the movie runtime. Oh, and yeah. If, if, as you said, right out of the gate, this is a movie I would recommend as well. You recommended okay. it to me. I had not seen it i thoroughly enjoyed it i thought it was a lot of fun i liked watching it you should watch it so as max said as he skips over these things you guys should totally just watch it. yeah it's, i just it's, it's very if, fun. if you go back and watch it and you're like why didn't they talk about this why didn't they talk about that i really don't want to ruin it for you so yeah, exactly 117 meets up with his contact in a cafe yep um he re- uh, so he finds out the spy from earlier is jack and jack is his friend and jack is dead he has to basically investigate why jack was dead. It's it's of utmost importance. That's the mission. That's the mission. So he has to find who killed Jack, what's going on with Jack, all the conspiracy surrounding Jack's death. So it's very personal for 117. So for 117, we see a flashback with Jack. I love the Jack. flashback. Oh, God, I love the flashback. So Jack, <laughs> 117 and Jack, laughing and playing on the beach. There's a ton of... Of laughing on this. Oh, and no... it's almost all just laughing, and that's what's so great. <laughs> so much laughing, and it's and it's done in like a sepia tone, <laughs> so it's like this warm, fuzzy memory, and they're playing on the beach, and it's so much fun, and there's a lot of laughing, and just too much laughing. It's so it's just like, and and then when they come back from the flashback, one one seven's face is like. Such fond memories. Like, you just get that <laughs> sense from him. And it's great, because they're just laughing. They don't even say anything. <laughs> There's no- they, they say nothing during no. the flashback. It's just laughing. <laughs> anyway. It's, it's just... All right, moving on. You know what I mean? It's just like... Because it's... Again, this is making fun... Uh, not po- making fun, but poking fun at movies in general from this time period. It's making fun of movies in general. Right. So it's like anytime somebody has a flashback, you never flashback... I mean, sometimes they flashback to dramatic stuff, but when somebody dies, it's always like, oh, I love that person, or that. I remember <laughs> this great time that we had. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's immediately where your, your brain goes to. So because Jack was killed in Cairo, 117 is on his way to Egypt. 117 arrives in Cairo. Well, real quick, just if I can say, at the at the restaurant scene that they were just at where he learns about his mission and stuff, uh-huh. just because it comes into play later, I, I love that there was this veal question. He keeps asking him, how's the veal? And oh, he, he right. asked the guy when he walks into the restaurant, he asked the guy that he sits down with. How could I not with, mention that? Thank and you. I'm, I just want to say, just as a gloss over, it's a funny joke, but it's a running gag. That's the only reason I want to mention it. It's very... And sh- the, so they like ask it, and it's like it's a code thing or something at first, but then it's like... 
No, they actually ordered the veal. Like he's like actually yeah, because they're to at order. the restaurant and and you're like, okay, why did they mention? It's but, like a weird line of dialogue, and you're like, why did they include that in but there? But then you kind of find out later that no, it is a code. So they do the flip flop on you, which is I thought it was great yeah. because it's like. Oh, no, he's asking because it's code. No, he's asking because he's ordering. And then later again, here in a later scene that Mac will talk about, it's, no, it actually is code, too. And they were just actually ordering veal. Exactly. Thank you for bringing so, that up. I'm sorry. I, forgot, I just want to mention no, that No, I forgot you to put on. that in my notes, and that's an important part of it because it's a running gag. I was trying to leave a lot of the gags out because I want people to experience it's, them for yeah. themselves. It, and I'm you, not going to harp on them. No, but you, I just you, you do need to know that. Because it's glad, a running gag. Yeah, I, yes, exactly. <laughs> so. You do need to know that, actually, for the plot. So that's my fault for leaving that out. So thank you for covering the gaps on that one. So he goes to Cairo and he's in Cairo and he's being tailed by a man in a fez. And he's also being tailed by a blonde man with sunglasses. So the man in the fez just kind of gives him a sly look and it's like goes to a phone booth and is like, he's like, uh, (laughs) he's here. I've, I've got him. And it's like, you know, just very spy, very espionage stuff. It's very, very, very well done. And so the blonde man kind of goes away. 117 goes up to a random man and uses the code phrase that <laughs> Peter just talked about. In, veal. in the veal. <laughs> and the man's just like, uh, the veal here is okay, I guess. Like it, it's to he's very like mix- suggesting other things. <laughs> right. So the man has no idea what he's talking about. So obviously 117 has the wrong man, but doesn't really realize that right yeah, away. Yeah, he just keeps going. Until the man walks away. So that was good. a woman who overhears this who is, we know as Larmina, Larmina walks up and gives him the code phrase. So obviously, she's the contact, which 117, not being the sophisticate that he is, is surprised it's a woman, and also, you know, just sort of elated too, because he's a fan of women. So he's like, oh, all right, it's a woman. I never wouldn't expect that. Very Sean Connery. Very Sean, oh, wow. No, I mean, (laughs) that's what they're spoofing. Yeah. Is, it's literally very Sean Connery is yeah. what they're doing with it's him. It's very, very good. So, so yeah, anyway. she's his car tech. So 117 and Larmina, yep. his contact, drive off in an obvious green scene, green screen uh, driving scene, yep. which I actually thought was really well done. I like it. It's not terrible as a green, like it's obvious, again, with the plane, the model plane in the opening, yeah. Yeah. it's obvious that it's a, it's a green screen, but I actually think it's really well done. It's very quaint. And it's and it doesn't look terrible. They could have made it look terrible. Yeah, like, like an old purpose. movie. Yeah, but they didn't. It actually still looks good, but it's yeah. obvious. Yeah, it's, so, so it's fun. I mean, so we're they, not stupid. So they have a little, yeah. So they have a little <laughs> chat going on, and back and forth. Did you want to talk about stuff from the car? All I want to say from the car. Yeah, I love the joke. Again, you should watch it for the jokes. But he he she offers him a cigarette. And he's, he's uh, sorry, I've never started, but he's, like, angry that he can't smoke. Not that, like, I'm trying to quit, as you would normally hear. I love that joke because yeah, it comes like a up r- a few times through the movie. Again, a running <laughs> gag that I just want to mention. There's I don't a ton give of running joke. gags, and they're all really well done. There's a running gag that he's angry that he's never started smoking, <laughs> and I thought that was hilarious. He's never acquired a taste for And it. if you've ever watched Mad Men or something like that where they smoke constantly... All the time, and from that ever, era. And if you ever yeah. watch movies... They're all smoking, so it's funny that he's just like it's just this oh, one I'm sorry, thing. I've never started. And it and it also <laughs> it also buys into his character that he's just not cool. He's yeah. not sophisticated. Exactly. He's not suave. He's like he's not cool enough to smoke. He's like I want to, but the cool kids I don't, smoke. But yeah, I don't. Like, but I don't smoke. <laughs> so it buys into that naivete. It it works on so many levels. And then he makes a crack about uh, the problem with Arabic is that it's hard to read. <laughs> 
<laughs> and I only mentioned that one instead of calling out individual jokes because that's a running joke. He makes all these like really inappropriate jokes yeah. to the Arabic I'm language. Getting to that. Okay, I'm all right, getting I'm, to sorry. That. I'm sorry. No, right, no, 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 you're fine. But he makes that crack first in the car. The, the problem with Arabic is it's hard to read. <laughs> and I about died when I read that because it's so stupid. You have to remember this movie was made in 2006, so it's pretty modern. It's, well, I mean, it's after 9/11 and yes, it's, too, it's pretty modern because they so, talk a lot about Muslims. Exactly. <laughs> so. so it, it knows what it's doing, and it handles the material very well. It's not it offensive does. at all. The, he is offensive, but the movie is not offensive, right. if it's, that makes it's sense. It's done in a funny way to poke fun at people that are offensive. Exactly. Yes. And you have to remember, he's from 1955. So think about <laughs> men from 1955, and that's what, that's what it's going for. They would think Exactly. And you would hear stuff like, like that in movies. So, so sorry for distracting. Go no, ahead. not at all. Absolutely. You're adding to it. So they drive... And she's driving him to uh, in a hotel. Screen. And the reason why I bring up they're, they're driving and it's obvious green screen, again, setting the tone. They go to the canal. Yeah. You skipped that? No, not yet. Oh, okay. So I just wanted to set up that it's it's this movie's very well done. It looks great. I have a note about that as well. Go ahead and talk about that. Mine, I mine is just, I love the attention to detail regarding the cars and proper air address and things. It's very nicely yes. done for what appears to be a lower budget comedy. It's a, is what my note literally says. Yeah. Um, I, I really like so as I, I'm kind of a car guy I like cars the cars and everything are very appropriate for the period I did not get into specifics of what years are what but the cars are very cool like they, they have very good looking brand new looking cars for that era the dress is all appropriate it seems to be anyway I'm not a fashion guy either so I don't know but um, <laughs> but like everything as I think you're getting to I thought everything like was spot on I am a fashion guy everybody looks spectacular in this like they would in a 1960s movie because very classy. if you think of like yeah yeah, classy, old school Hollywood, yeah. man. Look your best. Everything, not a hair out of place. Right. Like everybody looks good. All the extras look good. Which makes for some people. Jokes. People exactly. <laughs> yeah, it makes, it, it yeah. makes for some jokes. So, again, I just I, I'm misstating these tiny little things. You're like, why are you bringing that up? Because of how great this movie is, they've put a lot of love and care into this movie. So anyway, getting back to that. So oh one one seven and Larmina, they stop actually at a canal. The and Suez Canal. The Suez Canal. <laughs> so again. 117 reveals himself to be just a bit behind on the times and very culturally ignorant. So I won't go into everything that he says. That's fine, yeah. But you can tell, one again, off jokes. he's not, yeah, one-off jokes, he is very, he's not as suave and sophisticated <laughs> as one would be in that position. They're funny, yeah. Lormina 117 get to Jack's business. And when they go in... Can I real quick? Yeah, absolutely. Sorry, because it's a thing later. She mentions, while they're at the canal, I believe, that her father died playing paddleball on the beach. And it's another beach flashback. And it he is. died playing paddleball. What the heck? Okay, so I'll stop that. All right, that's all I'll say about that one. Yeah. But, but that does come back into play later. It does come back into play. And I forgot to mention in the flashback, when 117 and Jack are playing, they are paddle playing paddleball. on paddle the beach. Ball. Yeah, okay. So it's basically... So this, it's a running gag. It's the same... Basically the same flashback with different characters. And the only other thing I'll mention from the, that scene right before you get to is that Jack notices that there... Or, I'm sorry. He notices... 
Not Jack. Jack's dead. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, 117 notices that there's a dust-free car. And he says to her that her car, well, is not dust-free, but he says, someday I'll give your chassis a polish. <laughs> and she <laughs> oh, doesn't God. react. She just stares at him. And then he just kind of walks away. Yeah. it's it's. And very... I don't want to harp on every single <laughs> gag, but that one to me was hilarious. Okay. So here's the thing about it. It's very Naked Gun in the sense that Okay, maybe not maybe not Naked Gun, but like it's it's sort of like Naked Gun where Leslie Nielsen is the oddball and everybody else is like normal. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Like they're just like, wait, why would you do that? And he's just like, oh, I don't know. So when he says like, I'll give your chassis a polish, she's just, like, she's a polish. just, she's just like, why would you say that? It's why a, would you talk to me like it's that? It's a bad line. That it's a, a bad line, and she's like, like at a bar. Or something. Like, but here's the funny thing: if it was the 1950s. Maybe a girl might be impressed with that. Like you, like if you go back and watch certain movies, somebody will say something. And I'm like, oh my god, that's horribly sexist. Yeah. And the woman's like, oh really? <laughs> and she'll like swoon. But like, <laughs> she in this swoon. movie, she's like, what? <laughs> you, what me? is wrong with you? And just like slowly and then stares he just walks away. But I got it. The only reason I wanted to mention that one and call that one out too is that it's a running gag because it comes up again later. Mm-hmm. So that's all. Yeah, I only point out the running gags in my notes. There you oh, go. Sorry. That's fine by me. <laughs> Stop <laughs> apologizing. Go ahead. <laughs> All right. So, Larmina and 117 get to um, Jack's business. Jack's the dead guy. And 117 finds out that basically it's a giant chicken coop. Because <laughs> why not? Because he That's goes classy. in, and the funny thing is, is the outside of the building, and I'm skipping a lot of stuff, but it doesn't really matter to the plot of the movie. It's just a lot of jokes. Outside of it, it looks pretty fancy. Like it may be for um, artifacts or antiquities. I don't well, know. And it's got a it's got an acronym name. It's got an acronym. It's like S-C-E-P. A, it's a society. S-C-E-P. But, but what he doesn't understand is it's Society of Chicken and Egyptian Poultry, or SCEP, for short. Exactly. <laughs> so it's a giant chicken coop. So it's really funny when he comes in and realizes that it's a giant chicken coop. So anyway, uh, 117 goes up to the office. He bursts into the office upstairs because somebody's in there and he knows it's in there. He's got his gun out. Uh, and busts in on Gerhard. And this is where we meet Gerhard. And Gerhard is the head of uh, Seb, which is the <laughs> Society of Cow and Egyptian Beef. Exactly. <laughs> so, so, right society. <laughs> so, right, so right away, they're making a gag off the gag they just pulled. Well, instead of spy societies and spy things now, obviously, we're right. getting, you know, societies of... Anyway, so all right, Gerhard's moving gonna, on. Yeah, Gerhard's going to come back into play, but <laughs> Gerhard is uh, just sitting there. He's very chill. He's, uh... He's not worked up. He's cool. He's unflappable. Cool as a cucumber. Yeah, he's pretty cool. He's a pretty, <laughs> no matter, he's got his gun pulled out, and, and 117's got his gun pulled out, and Gerhard just does not care at all. Anyway, so Larmina drops off 117 at his hotel... And again, Fez, as I will call him, uh, the man in the Fez, <laughs> I will just call him Fez, uh, even though it's not that 70s show, but uh, is waiting for him at the hotel and watching him and goes into the phone booth and says, he's here. He's arrived. He's here. So, and again, another another running, uh, running gag. And it gets better because in a spy thing, we get it. It's like, people are watching. He's like, oh, somebody's watching you, you know, and then that person usually makes a move. But Fez has yet to do anything. He just so one one seven approaches, or one one seven is approached by a blonde man, and it's a blonde man from earlier at the airport <laughs> um, that was just watching him but didn't really do anything. He says something 
The blonde man says something, but it's not quite right. And 117 gets really mad and twists his arm and knocks him out cold. It's the veal line, but he says but it wrong. But he says it all wrong. And so he assumes and he's And 117, because he is a... He's just blunt-forced instrument. He's just like a blunt instrument. He does not like what the blonde man has to say and just knocks this guy well, cold I mean, he's, he's a, He is out. trained. Yeah, he's he's a spot. He's a full-on spot. When it comes to the physical stuff, 117 does not play around. The dude can fight and handle himself when it comes to a gun. But when it comes to sophisticated situations, he is he is not as uh, he's very sharp. Yeah. Um, he gets up to his room. 117 gets up to his hotel room. And in his room, oh, we see the princess is waiting for him up there. Ooh. But she's got an assassin with her. So a fight ensues. And it's pretty pretty awesome. It is a good fight scene. It's a good, pretty good fight uh, scene, actually. It's pretty funny, and it's pretty exciting. It's a little fight scene. Nothing nothing crazy. But anyway, we find out that the princess is there for an envelope to give to her uncle, the king. King Farouk. King Farouk. After that, there's some words exchanged between 117 and the princess. Larmina picks up 117, and Fez follows them. 117 and Larmina go to a gala, because this is later in the evening when she picks him up. Can I just mention? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Back at the hotel room, they go to have like some intimate relations, and there was a funny scene where they just they pan over to the like the camera pans away as they're uh, like in the bed, and it hits the mirror, and you can see them like in the mirror, <laughs> and then the camera's like, oh god, and like it like it pans away really quick, <laughs> and that was hilarious. That was hilarious. Granted, that was it's great. a one-off gag, and I know you're trying to skip over a I'm lot. I'm trying of those. to skip it because I want to point that one out because I thought that was really funny. That's a really funny. That one. was a good guys, one, guys. You should really watch this movie. You should then, pause this movie. Go find it if you can and watch it. It's definitely worth your time. It's really it's really fun. If you like dry sense of humor stuff and you like spy stuff, you should definitely if you're a James Bond fan, you should definitely watch this movie because um, you can it's kinda like watching Spaceballs or something if you like Star Wars or something. Yeah. It's just it makes it makes fun spoof. of a, it's a, it ma- yes. It makes fun of it knows something the you source love. material. But it, but it does it with love. Yeah, because it knows the source material and it appreciates it. Yeah, absolutely. And it, it handles it well. Now, it the other thing that I, I will just say about that before we get to where you're going is just, so after their intimate scene, the next whatever afterwards, he's walking through the lobby leaving to go meet her again and everybody's looking at him because it's like in his head almost or something and like everybody's looking at him like, oh, hey, you're the man. And he's like, yes, I am the man. <laughs> like, it's just hilarious to me. I thought that was well, great. They- are genuinely then, looking at him. Women are giving him like no, I know, but come like everybody looks, was like, looking at him, and that's what was funny to me in the yeah. lobby because it was very much like in your head, like is that real or not? And then <laughs> when he goes to get in the car with her, yeah. she makes a crack about, well, what if I was a midget with glasses? As far as like looks, <laughs> and he's all seriously says, well, then I wouldn't let you drive. Then that's preposterous. <laughs> That's preposterous. He, again, he's like and childlike. Then the, the, it was great because it was serious. And then as she starts to drive away to right up to where you're at, yeah. he brushes off dust that's on the side of the car. Because earlier he was pointing yeah. out a car that had no dust on it, but hers did. And then that's when he gave the line that he'd polish her chassis. Exactly. So he's literally Egypt. sitting there brushing dust off of her car. Anyway, I thought that was funny. It was ridiculous. So, They're funny. in Egypt. There, have you ever been to, it's just nothing but sand I've never been to Egypt but can you imagine <laughs> Egypt think of sand in the pyramid it's nothing but sand so I just wanted to call out those couple jokes specifically no, there's a lot good. more like you said it, it's not worth harping on every one of no, them no, I, those I thought were very funny 
Feel free to chime in. Right. I'm just hitting the highlights, so Go not ahead. a problem at all, buddy. Moving on. So they, they make it to the gala, and they're approached by the blonde man who tries the code phrase, once again, does not get it right. <laughs> and one, Stroganoff. And 117 <laughs> knocks him out cold. And when I say he knocks this guy out, he is brutal with this guy, as if this guy is an assassin. And all he's doing is coming up and saying the wrong code oh, phrase. Oh, this is like a barroom brawl beating. Oh, I mean, this is like you looked at my girl wrong. We'll get to that. We're getting to <laughs> that. Right. So Fez is constantly... Giving the whereabouts of where 117 is on the yeah, phone. as soon as they walk into the gala. So as soon yeah. as they get, as soon as the gala, they're, they're given one, Fez is there, and he's given the whereabouts of 117. So 117 goes into the gala and shows more of his ignorant behavior. He doesn't know how to handle himself in high-class, sophisticated settings. There's he doesn't of, know that Muslims don't drink. <laughs> he doesn't know that Muslims don't drink. So what stupid religion would forbid alcohol? He literally says. <laughs> he literally right, says moving that. On. But um, so again, he's not he's not as suave as he appears to be. Millions. But uh, Larmina and one one seven meet up with some business associates at the gala, and this is where we meet some of our other characters. Not not real important important, but they're there. And one of the men noticed that the writing on the inside of the matches that one one seven picked up earlier from um, Gerhard when Gerhard was smoking inside the office uh, it has some writing on it and so it sparks the other man's interest all of a sudden out of nowhere everyone starts spouting out uncommon wise sayings like <laughs> one after the other and it's supposed to be this thing where it's like they're all one-upping each other yeah it's like the doves only come at night but the eagle comes all the time or something like just something supposed to be wise and it's supposed to be like these cool one-liners that you hear from James Bond or <laughs> like you know what I mean like suave sophisticated things <laughs> how deep am I I'm 14 <laughs> it's pretty crazy so and it's one after the other yeah. to the point where you you get it like they're trying to be sophisticated and cool and and wise and just just so stoic and just have all these wonderful things, you know, that they're trying to say. But it really, it's a bunch of nonsense that doesn't make any sense. Bad tweets. <laughs> all right, moving on. <laughs> Jaden Smith. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. <laughs> oh, that was brilliant. That was really good. Sorry. I was sure that was genuinely funny. So the blonde man tries once again. However, the blonde man is like beaten up to a pulp like his face is all bloody and bruised and he's just like what's going on and as he starts to get the code phrase right finally after being beaten up and knocked out like three times or twice before i should say he's stabbed in the back by in the middle of a dance floor a crowded dance floor at this gala by a cloaked uh figure in black so 117 immediately uh chases down the cloaked figure and we go outside, and it's a wonderful shot, day uh, day for night shot. And if you don't know what that is, day for night is basically what it sounds like. It's when a movie shoots a night scene, but it's clearly shot at day, and they use color correction to or, yeah. Even I mean, if you've ever filter, had, if you've ever had like camera experience too, yeah. if you put a filter, there's uh, the ND filters you can put on a camera, yeah. and it makes it look like it's. You know, at night. You but, know, but the funny thing is, it's is that in an older movie, it'd be like, oh, <laughs> oh wow, 
<laughs> in an older movie, it would look kind of cheesy and be like, oh, that's clearly during the day. Yeah. But they couldn't shoot during the night. You know, they're trying to shoot a night scene, but right. they couldn't shoot at we night. So they it. shot during the day. Yeah. And it's from the 1960s. But whatever. But this is done so well that everything is just like bathed in blue. It's blue. It looks wonderful, actually. <laughs> it was kind of cool. It but, was really but cool. It's clearly, but it's clearly <laughs> a nod to that sort of thing yeah, that happened yeah. in the 60s. It was done well. It was really done well. So 117 is chasing the cloaked figure. He keeps losing track of the cloaked figure. The camera keeps panning out. And he's like stops and he turns his head like rapidly. And he's like, oh, there he is. And he like keeps running. And he, that happens again. So finally, he's chasing him down into like CD streets and it's all like 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 a maze sort of thing and he keeps running past a beggar and it's the same beggar and he keeps running in circles faster yeah. than so like you you're getting totally disoriented and so is 117 until the point where 117 has completely lost track of the guy he's chasing after and has to stop and ask for directions and i will say this the guy that gives him directions you can't tell what he's saying i think it's in arabic I, i'm not sure but he, it's like overly detailed. So I I have a note about this. <laughs> okay, I want to hear what you just say. I love that scene. I love that scene. I like that. So we actually see someone lose someone in a chase scene. <laughs> they get lost. Ask for directions. The foreign language present prevents them from understanding. I thought it was very realistic, very relatable. It was a good joke. And it felt very Money Python to me. It felt very Money Python. That was very it was, British. It was awkward in the best way popular. A lot <laughs> it was of great. A lot of awkward stuff is like cringy. This is not cringy. It's like you've been there before. Because it's a cool chase scene. You're chasing a man in cloak. He's, you, you know, this guy has just been stabbed. Yeah. And you're running from the But he Gala. takes too many turns. He and too many can't... turns and he can't find him and he's lost. And now, not only has he lost the guy, he's lost himself. Right. And he doesn't even know where he's at because he's in a foreign but city. But then he asks a local. And then he asks a local. He can't understand the language. And so they he's don't just speak like, French. He, he, they don't speak <laughs> French. Not everybody speaks French there. So this guy's talking uh, in Arabic. So he... <laughs> Anyway, and, and Arabic's the guy, hard to under, you know, hard to understand. It's hard language. to understand. So basically, <laughs> he gets he, he gets directions, but makes his way back to the hotel. So he finally gets to the hotel. It's late at night, and he's sleeping. And over the loudspeaker is the uh, museum. Well, real quick, I love that he gets back. She's already there, like waiting for him, like it was going to be some sexy scene or something. But she's asleep, and he just moves her to the couch. Yeah. He just picks her up and's like, "No, I want the bed." Yeah. And he just puts her on the couch, well, and then he sleeps in the bed. They, the way they, the way it's framed, and I love the way this is framed. This yeah. is, by the way, this movie is pretty family friendly. If you want to watch it, the way it's framed, it looks like he might try some funny business with her while she's asleep on the bed. Yeah, because he goes like, undressed. Like, Ugh. he's like, "Oh, uh, a sleeping woman. I might just take advantage of this helpless woman it's here, right?" To get a little racy, pretty. Quick. It might be racy. Well, no, he's just taking off his robe and he picks her up off the bed where she's comfortably laying and puts her on this couch that's way too small for her. Like that, it's <laughs> her not head's a, just hanging. I would say it's end. like what they call a divan. It's like a divan, but it's like it's like a bench actually. Yeah, it, it, it's like a it's like a clothed bench. And it's way too short for her. So her head's hanging off. Her legs are hanging off. Her arms are like... It's not comfortable at all. And she is dead asleep. But he wants the bed. But he wants the bed. So he's going to And he's the, the man. Bed. So he's going to take the so bed. So he's going to get the bed. So yeah, he's 117. <laughs> Why wouldn't he get the bed? So he's so, in the bed. That's so funny. I and he's that. sleeping on the 
on the in there, and he's interrupted over the loudspeaker that by the Muzing in. And if you don't know what the Muzing in, it's the call to prayer for the Muslim people. So you you hear it. It's sort of like the it's like a singing, and it's it's really kind of beautiful. So it's people call for prayer. Well, one one seven it has ignorant no time for French it. guy has no time for it. <laughs> yeah. He's a nineteen fifties ignorant um, man. So he is like, what what's with all the noise? And he like gets up and he like. <laughs> roughs up the guy that is doing the call for prayer which is a huge no-no as you can possibly imagine so that's that's a whole thing that'll come into play later and we'll talk about that later but anyway 117 goes uh, to the skep office and then we get a really nice little quaint i thought it was really funny it's not laugh out loud it's not super dry but it's a nice little montage he's just doing work office he's just doing office work yeah and i i loved that i loved it because he goes to the office, he actually does work, but he briefly gets distracted with his bungee pen and he's springing <laughs> it around. It's so, it's relatable. It's and it was the most funny. mundane stuff. It's what you would do when you're, if you've ever worked in an office or you're doing stuff like that, like mundane tasks. And it's funny to see a, a spy. Yeah. Because he has done some spy stuff. He's done some intrigue stuff in this movie. And they recorded it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And they do a little montage of it. It's, it's, it's quick it's cuts funny. of him cleaning up organizing, writing some playing bills out, <laughs> doing some paperwork, yeah. playing with a pen, reading a book about poultry. It's wonderful. It's wonderful stuff, you know, that they took the time. Again, there's good. a lot of time and care with this movie, and I really like that it does that. 117 hears a noise, so he goes out into the office, and the cloak figure is down there, and now he's violently throwing chickens <laughs> at 117. Chicken I mean, fight. violently throwing chickens. <laughs> Not like a chicken is thrown and it's like flapping its wings no, like they they're, do. They're throwing chickens at each other. It was hilarious. They're throwing it like it like you would throw a brick or something, <laughs> or like you would throw rocks or something. Great. It was funny. <clears throat> it's obviously crazy, but a chicken fight ensues. Yeah. One one seven tracks down the cloak figure to a cafe. Um, again, with the the matches uh, fall out of the cloak figure's um, pocket, so he tracks him down to this cafe. Yeah. One one seven is knocked out. Uh, along the way um, and then he goes to the cafe he gets into basically an entanglement with the locals there and because they're pretty upset at the cafe they've basically got a rally going on about somebody who interrupted the call for prayer which was 117 who's now disguised in the cafe because he's <laughs> he's out to get the cloaked figure but now he's walked into this rally for a man who disrespected them and disrespected their religion and their culture basically 117 i'll skip a lot of stuff but 117 gets captured you know <clears throat> there's some funny stuff that happens but you can I, check. I love that he's tied up he's captured and everything yeah. right but his hair's still perfect everything i just have a note about that everything that so, was funny so we but. find out that the cloaked figure is larmina oh oh no larmina walks in and she's the cloaked figure and he's all tied up and he's uh 117's getting tortured and he eventually escapes because like every spy escapes he escapes and ties up Larmina and tries to escape but he doesn't realize that there's other people in the building <laughs> so he gets knocked out while trying to escape and is tied up and dumped in the well uh, but uh, I thought it was funny when he escapes though he just like literally gets punched in the face knocked out and they just flash forward to tying him up and dumping him at sea <laughs> right, like, it was all like one well, like fell swoop. <laughs> that's what happens if you've ever watched an old James Bond movie from the sixties with Sean Connery. He's like escaping all suave and then just punch and yeah. then just oh getting tied up and he gets him. knocked out. <laughs> if you've ever watched a James Bond movie, like he just something will happen and he'll just he'll screw up. 
and he'll wake up like from being knocked out. Oh, it's great. That's what happened. And that's that's kind of the thing is like the, it's the danger, it's the intrigue. You wake up and you don't know what's happened and you could be dead but you're not dead and you're alive and you don't know where you're at. Yeah. And it's all about the intrigue. So he wakes up and he's being dumped in the ocean, you know. So basically they've tied him up with a weighted thing and he's he's sinking to the bottom of the ocean. Well, after being underwater for like 5 whole minutes. Oh, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It's funny ridiculous. It's but... funny ridiculous. He's trying to Get he free from the ropes. Through a rope. He chews through the ropes. <laughs> he makes it free. Before he leaves the ocean, after being underwater for like five minutes, he finds a box. Well, it's it's basically the paddle. It's a paddle ball paddle. We learn. I did not know that when I, I was didn't watching know. It, it looks like a box, but it's the it paddle ball like paddle. Box. It looks like I'm a like, box. What is he grabbing? Yeah, what is he grabbing? I don't anyway, understand what he's grabbing. That, but it's that it's, joke was lost on me initially. That initially that joke is lost on you, but it's the paddle. Yeah. He grabs the paddle because it's tied to uh because as he's falling to the bottom of the ocean, there's skeletons yeah. everywhere. It's a, clearly a dumping it's ground. It's a dumping ground. So there's skeletons that are tied down to the ocean floor. Uh, because they've all been dumped in the ocean and have died. So he gets the, the the paddle off one of the skeletons and makes his way to the surface. He goes to this hotel. He's sopping wet. Uh, Fez is there again, who keeps calling about 117's whereabouts, but not doing really anything or taking any action against 117. So that joke is still going on. I don't know why, but that Fez joke just like stuck with me, so I have to bring it up every time it happens. <laughs> it was pretty funny. It's pretty funny. I love running gags, and as running gags go, especially in this... I obviously love them, too. I keep mentioning It's pretty good. <laughs> no, yeah, bring them up. I love running gags. It's good comedy. It's good stuff. <clears throat> so anyway, so we see, we cut the princess uh, from earlier is working with the real cloaked figure. Larmina is not the cloaked figure, so the real cloaked figure is working uh, with the princess at this point the cloaked figure is tired of fez because fez just keeps calling and saying 117 is here 117 is there i see 117 <laughs> and he's just like stop calling me stop calling he's like i wanted you to know for the first few times but stop calling me <laughs> <Yeah>. so like <laughs> the cloaked figure is angry at fez uh the princess is working with the cloaked figure for some nefarious purposes but we're not really sure so <clears throat> 117 after speaking with a couple of different figures i believe he's speaking with his contact well i i want to say something that she said to the cloaked figure that i thought was just hilarious to me as a piece of dialogue yeah go ahead she said he raped me twice maybe even more <laughs> okay first off i'm laughing because he didn't rape her <laughs> at all it's such a ridiculous it's, it's anyway. a ridiculous statement because I just gotta say it, I thought it, it was, was consensual she knows it's consensual but she's just playing the damsel in distress oh. like he violated me he's terrible he did not at all and, and the, at all. maybe even more how do you not <laughs> anyway yeah. alright so moving on anyway, I, I'm not trying to get into like a yeah, whole thing I'm not getting thing. into the whole it's thing it's just a funny it's a ridiculous it's a funny statement line. because Literally, she's begging for it. Yeah, it's, and that sounds bad, but if you're watching the movie, she literally begs for it. Like she, it's very consensual. Well, yeah, because right at the beginning there, when she's first tied up, she says, "Make love to me," and he says, "I don't feel like it." And she says, "It was the cow joke," because she just made a cow joke yeah. at him, and uh, she takes it back, and then says, "He says, thank you." <laughs> It's that simple. It's I love that, that little. I love that. He's just like, but and the look at his face though, is, and his look at his face is like. Oh, thank you. You thank said you. sorry. Like genuinely, no one ever like, says he sorry. <laughs> like he appreciates. He appreciated it. So, but like as Mac pointed out, she literally says, "Make love to me." Yeah. And then later on, she's saying to this guy, "He raped me twice." <laughs> 
<laughs> Maybe you know, even more. It's so it's so I know it sounds terrible, but it's so ridiculous. It's it's so So ridiculous. anyway, that's the only reason I pointed out. I'm not trying to like make a thing out of the no, rape thing. All. It's just not it's just funny. So, so anyway. Um one one seven meets up his contact from earlier from the cafe and advises him that he needs to talk with the Egyptian spokesman. So he goes to see the Egyptian spokesman at the bathhouse. And again, there's a lot of cultural uh, yeah, they share a hookah, and there's some cultural. And he keeps one one seven just keeps putting his foot in his mouth, you know, until he gets kicked out. <laughs> you know, well, but before that happens, he goes. He's tortured in the bathhouse by a massage, because he keeps putting his foot in his mouth. But then, like, he goes to a different part of the bathhouse, and he gets a massage, and he gets all oiled up. And there's a guy who's like seven feet tall. Like that guy is huge. And he's just like twisting it like like a cartoon, but in a, in a but it's not it's not done where it's like dummy limbs or whatever. Right. They're his actual limbs, and he's getting twisted and thrown about by this yeah. huge guy. Man, he's getting he's getting a shiatsu massage or whatever. But he basically he's getting tortured so that information can be gotten out of him, and it's pretty funny. After that, he meets a couple of guys that he runs into later. One of them is like a short little guy who's kind of sketchy, but we won't focus on that right now. So 117 after that goes to the pyramids because of the the weird bathhouse situation. He just kind of gets away and goes with Gerhard. We meet up with Gerhard again finally. The beef guy. Goes to the, you know, the beef guy. We meet up with him and they're going to the pyramids. So they're on like a little day trip or whatever. They're on camels. Yep. Um, he goes inside the pyramid. Well, because that was a running gag. He kept saying, "I'd love to show you the pyramids. I'd love to go." And then, like, like you think they're just being like whatever, like yeah, they're you know, being polite they're or like, something. They're basically, you, but no, they literally go to the pyramids. Exactly. Like you think it's like dialogue because sometimes you watch a spy movie or yeah, like a, a drama dismissible movie. Dialogue. It's like dismissible dialogue. Like they're trying to size each other up. It's to not really polite. about what they're saying. Yeah. It's about how they're saying. Yeah, it's I'd like, love to take well, you well I'd love to have a yeah. beer. Well. I'd love I'd to, love get, to a get a beer. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> you know but like they're literally going to the pyramids. They're like, so it's, it's so really, that was a running game. It's really oh, running game, yeah. so it's really funny. So they make their way to the pyramids, but little does one one seven realize it is a dirty Nazi. Well, trap. real quick, as he's walking into the pyramids, Nazi I just, trap. I just have a note before as they're walking into the pyramids, one one seven's wearing these blue pants that are pretty sweet, and you can see his butt sweat. And okay, it just cracked me up. I was watching that last night. <laughs> Uh, with my niece and my wife, and I was like, "That has to be on purpose. That has to be." I'm sure it's on purpose. On purpose because it's everything too looks funny. everything looks too pristine in this film. Like oh. everybody's in because it's 1960. So everybody's funny. That's everybody's, why I it. everybody's in suits. Everybody's in fez. Everything looks great. The sets look great. All the props look great. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he's got butt sweat. And I'm like, there's no way that they saw that and didn't know that he had butt sweat. Oh, like, no, that has to be on purpose. That's on purpose. I they agree. They don't focus on it. So my point in pointing that out is simply that <laughs> there's a lot of things, subtle things that we have not mentioned through all this. Like There's the, a bunch of the stuff. The light switch with chickens that's not subtle. But like, I didn't even mention that, but I want people to watch and, the movie to and find and out. No, I, I get it. And I'm not yeah. going to go on and on about yeah. it. So if you're hearing this, but... But there's a lot of little jokes in this movie that there's, are great. I just have to point out the butt sweat because it really made me laugh. So. I was like, that has to be a joke. It's too and funny. the more and the more this shot lingered because they don't they don't zoom in on it. No. And I thought about it and I was like, you know what? If you go back and watch old movies, you'll see people and they'll be in places like Morocco or um, I don't know Egypt or something like where he's at, and they'll just have pit stains. Yeah. And there's nothing they can do about it because it's like the 1960s. Yeah. There's like 
air conditioning was not a thing that everybody had or even a thing that would like I mean it existed but not everybody had especially on location right so you'll see people acting with pit sweats and stuff like that so the fact that he had butt crack sweat <laughs> that was hilarious because especially like as a kind of a relatively recent thing like with Boardwalk Empire if anybody watched that all the men wear suits that's just what you did back in that day you right. know during the prohibition time right. in the US even you know you just you wear suits and they are so hot most of the time when you're watching that, they're literally fanning themselves with their hats. They're trying to find any excuse to take their coats off. I mean, it's that's a real thing. So to just show butt sweat like that was hilarious because that had to be a real problem. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, so anyway, moving I, I, on. I thought that was very funny and it was really – because it's noticeable. It was it's, a good detail. It wasn't – he didn't have pit sweats. No. And you could have seen it. He didn't He didn't have a whole that lot of sweat. That would have been a cheap gag. That would have been – <laughs> Well, I think the butt sweat thing is a cheap <laughs> gag, but it's funny because he's not sweating anywhere else. He didn't have back sweat, right? but he had that. So anyway, I thought that was really funny. So moving on to the Nazis in the pyramid, of Again, course, a lot where of else th- would they be? A lot of th- exactly. So it's a Nazi trap, and Gerhard is a friend of the Nazi colonel from earlier. Oh! It's one of his friends, and we get another flashback. Nazi flashback! And guess what? They're playing paddle ball on on the the beach. beach. (laughs) The same as the other two. I'm sorry. I love the flashbacks so much. They just laugh. They're so great. They're so great. They are good. They're worth watching. They're definitely worth watching. If for nothing else that we've said, the flashbacks are worth And if I haven't mentioned it before, 117 has flashback a few times about his friend Jack. Yeah. And every time, like, they're laughing uncontrollably. And it gets to the point where, like, Jack has, or Woman Seven has knocked Jack over, and they both have fallen over, and Jack is on top of one, or Woman Seven is on top of Jack, and like the water waves laughing. are like, like crashing <laughs> over them, like almost like they're lovers, but like. Oh. It's very... I, I was trying to avoid saying it, but it's very homoerotic. It is. I don't really I like using that term because I think, say it, I think people you overuse that term. But it's on purpose. It's yeah. on purpose. You're right. And as the movie goes on, you understand why. And we'll get to that as we as sure. we go. It. Sure. So it's funny because Gerhard has um, 117 trapped. Yeah. He has the same flashback. And he also has 117 trapped inside the pyramid. Right. But he also has Larmina captured. Yep. 117 doesn't care because Larmina kind of portrayed him, so he doesn't really care about that at all. But Gerhard and his Nazi buddies who are inside the pyramid imply that 117 is gay because of the bathhouse <laughs> stuff. Because even though 117 was getting tortured, he it didn't bother him. And he was like, I love being oiled. Yeah, Maybe. he was like, I love a good oil massage or something <laughs> like that. So they were implying that he enjoyed it just a little bit too much. 117 denies it vehemently. Is it's just funny because they start laughing and one one seven is just like no what I'm not gay or whatever that's ridiculous but anyway one one seven breaks free and manages to save Larmina just to prove he's not gay <laughs> he doesn't even good. he doesn't even like Larmina because yeah. Larmina betrayed him but he's like well I Dude, couldn't leave, I couldn't leave me. you in there because then they really would think I was gay. So <laughs> very fifties. <laughs> anyway, the real cloaked figure we find he kills Fez for because Fez will not stop reporting on one one seven whereabouts. So that running gag ends in a very satisfying way. <laughs> anyway, they go to basically this kind of restaurant dance hall. Uh, they they being one one seven and Larmina because they're working together again after um, Larmina is saved. 
Um, and there, 117 distracts with the guitar, and we've already seen, and I didn't really mention this from the gala, that he sort of gets into things too much because... He gets swept up in the moment. He gets swept up and learns the mambo. She teaches him the mambo. And then after that, he just starts dancing by himself, and he forgets... He's on a mission. He forgets he's on a mission. Yeah. Again, he's just like that. got that childlike wonder. It's, it's really great. So he distracts with the guitar playing and gets way too into it, and the crowd gets into it. They love him. In the meantime, while that's happening and 117 is is playing the guitar, Armina finds out from the head of the the community that there's some arms deal going down on Pier 17. Um, so she gets some information that kind of has to deal with uh, Jack's death and, and all all of the thing that all the things are going on um, in in Cairo right now. So I just want to say about the restaurant scene. Yeah, I, th- I thought with him playing the guitar, I thought it was very funny. I'm not going to harp on that, but like. He's playing a song, and I feel like it would... I tried to look it up. I couldn't find anything on it. I feel like it would help if I knew the song. I think if it would help... I think maybe it's a common French song or something, like a folk song. Because it's like not a, subtitled or anything. It's not subtitled. It's just him singing a song, but I feel like I'm supposed to know the you, song. Yeah. It's, so I feel like I missed a joke, unfortunately. Yeah, it, it feels like, th- at times, very few times in this film, it seems like culturally we're missing some jokes because yeah. we're not French. Yeah, so for the most part it works. I mean, most. Of the I movie, would say ninety nine percent of this yeah. movie works. That there's like one percent things that you can tell are just like I'm supposed to laugh at that, but I'm not sure why. And the song, like I feel like I should have known the song. I mean, not literally as an American, I probably should have known the song. But like, I feel no, like as a French I, person, I would have known the song, and maybe I, I don't feel consider like I myself cultured, but no. I know other stuff, and I didn't really recognize the song. Yeah, so. and, and I've seen this movie a few times. So, Larmina finds out about the arms deal on Pier 17. When one of the gentlemen from the gala knocks out 117 and threatens... <laughs> and threatens that he wants uh, Skep. He wants Skep for himself. So, the, one of the gentlemen that from earlier was like... He, he corners 117 and tries to, <laughs> to get Skep, the kitchen... The, the kitchen. The chicken coop from 117. Um, during this whole thing, the gentleman... Uh, shoots himself in the face accidentally, which is absolutely hilarious. It was, yeah. Um, I won't get into it, but there's a lot of funny stuff. A lot of little funny things that go on during that little interchange. So 117 goes to Pier 17 for our final showdown and discovers bum, 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 that the real cloaked figure is Jack. He's been alive all along, and he's horribly disfigured. Yeah. And he's got, like, claw marks Oh, and he's his all messed face, up. And his, his eyes <laughs> messed up. There's deep scars, which look like chicken claws on his face. <laughs> it's really hilarious and really funny. And, like, basically the, the showdown exchange between Jack and 117. Are you going to talk about the flashbacks? <laughs> 117 okay. and Sue. So... Basically, 117 is completely confused. He doesn't understand why Jack is alive. Okay, yeah, Because good. Jack is supposed to be dead. Yeah. Again, is As naivete. As we thought the whole thing. And he's like, but we were friends. Why are you trying to kill me now? <laughs> well, we get to see the real flashbacks. Oh, and they're we great. See... Go ahead, Peter. Take it away. No, no, you're fine. No, go ahead. No, the real flashbacks to the beach... We're like him being mean and just laughing at Jack. <laughs> I mean, as simply put as I can. Well, I don't know what you have on it. No, go ahead. That's all I have. He's he, like he's a just jerk. Laughing. He's, he's a jerk and he's just laughing at Jack. So they're playing paddle ball and he's yeah. hitting him in the face with the ball and he's knocking him down in the water. <laughs> and 
the only one laughing is 117, and Jack has got a look on his face like, what is your problem? Like, why are you hitting me with the ball? Why are you tackling me? Why are you hurting me? Like, it's It's awesome. So these these wonderful fuzzy memory flashbacks are not what Jack has in mind. He just remembers himself laughing, so he assumes Jack was... (laughs) Anyway, it doesn't matter if they're analyzing it. So just to wrap it up, Larmina comes to rescue 117 from Jack. Princess shows up because she's upset with Jack. She shoots Jack. Jack falls in the water, presumably dead. Uh, Larmina and the princess start fighting and start uh, ripping each other's clothes clothes off during the process. And one one seven is just staring there and just sort of like, should should I should I stop this? This is kind of awesome. I don't know. I, <laughs> and, and honestly, it's I'm like one one seven. Don't break it up, buddy. <laughs> just let it just let it run its course. Eventually, Larmina gets the be- the best of. Uh, one or actually, she doesn't get the best of uh, the princess. One one seven accidentally shoots the princess. I love that he he goes to shoot, and you can tell he was just shooting to like make them stop. Yes, eventually, but he accidentally shoots <laughs> the princess, and then he just like plays it off, and because like Larmina's like, oh hey thanks, and he's like, oh shoot, uh yeah you're welcome. Like you can tell for a split second he's like upset about it, but anyway, it, it's the funny. best. So finally, one one seven and Larmina. They kiss, and while the kiss happens, 117 blows up the ship with the arms, thus completing the mission. And when he blows up the ship, there's, like, fireworks going off, and I just love that he's trying to, like, she's trying to kiss him and, like, do this whole passionate thing at the end of the movie, and he just keeps trying to stare at the fireworks. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he's just like... He keeps, like, opening his eyes while they're kissing, like, trying to look over the fireworks. (laughs) He's just like, oh, look what I did. Uh, so 117 meets up with his contact that yeah. he met in the cafe at the end and he's getting his next mission and he's going to be sent to Iran and he's really excited about it because Iran loves Westerners. Of course. <laughs> and then we get a, a wonderful the end and then over the, the end credits we get the play the characters playing to the camera. Which I love. I like that too. I have a note that I I thought that was always uh you know credits at the end with actors breaking character was always a funny classic to me. It's very nineties. Um, yeah, I think. Yeah, but it's very nineties like, comedy. Stuff like did that. Like I thought back to like um something about Mary. Yeah, you know, kind of thing. <laughs> like exactly. I don't know. I, I love that little gag exactly. No, I love it. It's because yeah. it's like, hey guys, didn't we have a good time? Yeah, I had a good time. It's hope like you, they, I hope you had a good time. They knew what they were doing. They knew what and, they were doing. And I just want to say real quick as a flashback to a previous episode of Super Movie Ball. <laughs> this is a you are absolutely right. So I had not seen this at the time. This is a much better version of what Unmasking the Idol Thank probably you. was trying to That's do. what I was trying to get at. And I as I'm watching this when you recommended it for the show, okay. I got what you meant. This is uh, he is no this Duncan Jacks is no 117. No. No. And this knew what it was. This was a straight up comedy and unmasking the idol probably was not though i still stand by my thing that it was a comedy okay you're right it is a comedy but it is a nominee it is a non-comedy i as they call it you're it's it's a poor excuse for a comedy and i'm not but you're right i'm not gonna defend it against this no you're right it is a comedy because i'm like is it a parody because i'm like i'm not laughing and it's not even one of those things like that's not funny but i know they were going for funny yeah and masking and unmasking the idol i'm just like that's everything fell flat everything fell flat it did everything which i thought and that's why i liked it as far as a bad movie goes I enjoyed it because it was terrible. Oh, I still like that movie. Okay. All right. I still like that movie. This one I love because it's funny. 
But this movie works this because one's a comedy it, and it is funny. It's a comedy. It's genuinely funny. Again, it has subtitles, but a lot of it's physical comedy. A lot of it's just—it's not real. You don't have to pay attention, and it, you're not going to be stopping it and rewinding it. Like, did no. I miss something? You, you didn't miss anything. It's all right there. It's very simple. It's yeah, very straightforward. Yeah, because even without the running gags, the in-the-moment jokes still work. It's still wonderful. Yeah. It's it's, it's still no, really it's very, good. It's and I skipped good. over a lot of stuff. There's a lot of little stuff there that we did not talk about that I right. think you should talk about. So, Peter, we already talked about it um, kind of halfway through because I just couldn't contain myself for the love of this movie because I genuinely love this movie and I don't hear anybody talking about I've it. I've never heard of it. I've never heard anybody. And I think it's because there's no dub for it and it is a French film, but I think it deserves more love. Peter, would you recommend this film? I would highly recommend this film if you like comedy stuff as we've just talked about. Uh, it is a genuine comedy, especially if you like, even if you're not familiar with British stuff, um, I've only, myself, I've only seen a handful of British, or er, French films, I'm sorry. If you've only seen a handful of French films or are not very familiar with them, if you like British films and British humor, dry humor, things like that, Monty Python, whatever else, yes. I think you would appreciate this. There's a lot of little subtle things in the background, things aren't in your face like Hollywood movies maybe. Um, I'm not saying that's good or bad, it's just different. And if you appreciate that type of humor, then I think you would appreciate this movie. Well said, I couldn't say it any better than that, and of course I recommend this movie, I think you guys should definitely check it out. And it's actually, it's kind of a, it's, it's a family movie, like there's not anything... Yeah, there's nothing too racy in it. There's nothing too racy, it's not too violent. No. I, if you got some kids in it, I mean, that are probably 10 yeah. and up... That would be, be they fun. would appreciate a spy movie. They would appreciate a spy movie. They appreciate a lot of the funny stuff. Maybe maybe a little older because it is a little dry. So yeah. So there's some intelligent stuff going on there. But it's definitely a great movie. Peter, do you have anything to recommend or anything you wanted to talk about before we head out here? Uh, I don't think so. I'm good. All no. right. I, I uh, No, you got me. I'm good. No, I think we've got we packed enough into this episode. Yeah, I don't have good. anything to recommend other than if uh, you haven't watched a James Bond movie. You should definitely watch a James Bond movie. Why not? You should definitely watch a James Bond movie. Everybody likes Skyfall. Go watch that. That's good stuff. Um, or if you like uh, Jason Bourne, go watch Jason Bourne. I don't know. So watch any kind of spy movie. I'm sure there's other spy movies out there that are really good uh, that you can definitely check out. I don't know. There's some there's some stuff out there. It's it's this is a spy theme. Get your espionage on. Episode seven, double O seven. Banner in the books. Banner. And there are plenty of times. I had some notes through here, just like you're doing right there. There's some little subtle music things throughout this where they do like things, and it's clearly James Bond little music things. It's great. It's funny, and it's it is fun. I love it because it knew what it was. Hey guys, thanks for listening to this episode. We really appreciate it. I think I forgot to mention this in the last episode, and I'm a total moron. But please tweet at us at Super Movie Ball. Tweet funny stuff. Tweet kind stuff. Maybe tweet some mean stuff if it's constructive. We'll definitely take that. Yeah, tell us what you think. Tell us what you think. Email us at supermovieball at gmail.com. And definitely visit the website. The website's a little bit more informative. Twitter's more fun. That's how we've constructed it. So definitely move, visit supermovieball.com. There's some extra stuff on there. The website will, yeah, as Mac just said, the website will have extra uh, things. We'll have extra clips and audio clips and you know visual clips of uh, from the movies we talk about. We're so, ju- yeah, we're just getting started, so we don't have that much stuff. But as the episodes go on, we're going to have more and more stuff go on. And we may have little tiny mini articles you can check out if you guys are interested. So thanks for listening. I really appreciate it. Thanks for all the great feedback. We've gotten a little bit of feedback. We'd love to hear some more because we want to make the show better, guys. 
we want to get better at this whole podcasting thing because we're really, really enjoying it. And I think we're finally hitting our stride. So thanks for listening. See ya. You're supposed to say goodbye. I thought they knew I was gone. <laughs> you were talking. You just sneak in and you sneak out with your Irish cabrides and your Irish eyes. You do this to me every time. Get out of my house. I'm Irish. I don't know. Are you? What are you? British. Are you British? Yeah. I'm British. I don't know. I got a British last name. Sweet. I'm not gonna tell you. You gotta figure it out on your own. Oh snap! Oh snap! Snigger snaps. Um. No, that was really good. We got one more to go. And I gotta... Dude, that guy when he's I got a tinkle. Up, he looks like Aaron Paul. Okay, so there's one guy... So Gerhard looks look like Peter Weld... Looks like Aaron Paul. Not him. <laughs> no. Um, uh, Jack. Yeah. Um, there he is. <laughs> yeah, Ger- <laughs> Gerhard looks like Peter Weller. Yeah, okay. I you don't see, see it? No, I can see that. You yeah, gotta yeah, watch yeah. it again. All right.